0: Frataloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1034. March 10th, 2023. 66 degrees on this day on two occasions. 2012, when we had a really beautiful spring, early golf course openings. 2012 and 2016. And it was 17 below on this day in 1948. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushi. We have a guy named Mickey Frost joining us today. That's a few minutes away yet. He's an activist and the founder of eighty two eighteen eight 8 to 18, meaning okay. the age of kids. And he wrote an editorial in the Pioneer Press that was dated February 23rd. He is a black activist uh, who, and he can absolutely correct me if I'm wrong, but as I interpret Mickey's writings, he's not buying the liberal BS. And he's a black guy. and he's, <clears throat> I think he's buying into the idea of don't let them do you a favor. Got it. Now, it is the uh, hockey tournament time. Oh, yeah, I had a fun time of year. I had noticed. And I have, a, I have a test for you. You'll recall that on day one, a player for the Laverne team uh, asked a gal in the stands, uh, I believe his name is Brady Bork, and he, uh, he carried his stick to the, uh, during the introductions, held up his stick, and on it he asked his gal... Uh, to go to the prom. Her name is Sarah Stegenga. Okay. And apparently that went viral. It
1: did. It really did.
0: And uh, <clears throat> they looked happy and she said yes. And, but there was a ray of hope to me. Now, normally I'm yelling at these kids to get off my lawn and don't screw it up and don't dye your hair. To get the hell out of here. To the point where you wanted every team that had dyed
1: hair, you wanted to out I of the disqualify. tournament. <laughs> or yeah. or okay. if, you, if you can't wear
2: a full mustache, yeah. don't. Don't do that pencil thing. You come they, out with
1: that creepy-looking
2: yeah. creepy
0: white hair, I, you're done. I don't even let you I, play in my tournament, gotcha. so get off my lawn. Gotcha. So, But I found a ray of hope in that. Can anyone identify it? It has to do with... Uh, The young fellow skating out to the blue line for introductions, and he held up the stick with, uh, hey, Sarah, prom question mark. Yes. Can anyone tell me what my ray of hope is?
2: Your ray of hope is... You know what? You're going to get it, aren't you? I know I am. There's a couple things. They still have a prom where a guy asks a girl. That's that's convention. That That ain't it. Okay. But that, you're right. Uh, And he put some thought into his response, and he was classy. I'm unaware of his response. Uh, it, 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 no, no, no. I, uh, She sorry. had to have the response. He was he was very creative in his uh, uh, request. And what did he do
0: correctly? He said, "I don't know." He smiled and asked. Well, he uh, had a question lightly. mark
2: punctuated and had a capital letter Sarah.
0: You're missing the key grammatical part. You're missing the key.
2: Hey, Sarah. You're, hey, you're Sarah, missing comma, the key from? piece from? of.
1: Yes. He used uh, quotation marks. Wrong. You're missing the key. I love games like this. Hey, um, he didn't spell it. He spelled
3: her name the way you like, like it? Everything
2: was spelled correctly. He used a okay, question
0: mark. H-A-Y. Uh, <laughs> Just tell us. Come on. No, this wait. This is a funny way. Way. I, like,
1: I like playing He the used too. a
0: key piece of punctuation that gave me great joy. <gasps> he used a comma. He
3: did. He he well, I comma. said that already. He did not. Oh. You did not say yes, comma. Yes, I did. Back the tape up, Chris. Back the tape up. And somebody said question, question mark. Do right I think now. you said question mark. I said, say, okay. Whatever.
0: Hey, Sarah, Comma. Prom question mark. That's a ray of hope to me. So that's that's what it's come to. This is what I need for a ray of hope. I
1: I know why. So unlike... And he capitalized prom. I'm not sure he had to, but it doesn't bother me. So Rook, you'll appreciate this. So unlike every day around 140 when you're yelling at me for the correct uh, punctuation, sentence structure for the show description, Mm -hmm. you were happy that this kid didn't need your help. Right. Yeah. Hey dummy. <laughs> right. Hey no Sarah,
0: exclamation point. Comma, prom question mark. Thank you, a uh, young man. Thank you, Brady Bork. Thank you. That's <laughs> what my life's become, young man. My my life has become so trodden upon that I I find great joy in something as simple as you understanding that that
1: required a comma and you provided it. Thank you very much. You know, the other thing, too, is it, it is a slice out of Americana. Yeah, that was That's great. cool. That's was pretty great. cool. It was
0: great. And he didn't have the dyed hair either.
1: Did you hear about...
0: I don't think he did. I didn't look.
2: Did you hear about how short the honeymoon period was?
1: No. She said no?
2: No, she said yes, which is great. But after the game in the locker room, the state Minnesota State High School League uh, executive came up to him and said, you know what you've put in place here a rule that nobody can write on their sticks and have messages. Are you messages. being serious? I'm being totally serious. You're kidding, you're kidding me. me. After the game, he said, you know... They you can s- dye their bleeping hair, but they can't write a little message on their stick? They're wondering... Well, the State High School League doesn't have any sense of humor they at all. They don't. There. Wait, wait, Zero wait. fun.
1: I know where you're going. Oh, you know,
2: they could start doing bad messages on sticks. That, that, I that,
1: suppose. Yeah. That's, you know, that's but where I was going to It's so, so
2: bad because this was so innocent.
3: I have a question then about the State High School League. Girl. in. Oh. In uh, high school football, you can't celebrate a goal, correct?
2: A touchdown, you mean?
3: Excessively. I'm sorry, yeah, a goal, a, a, a
0: touchdown. I'm unaware of that. I don't know. Oh, oh
3: my God. Rookie's but, right. But you can celebrate a goal in hockey.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I well think, they do
2: a whole dance and make a little love, get down tonight, yeah.
1: Get wow. down tonight. Rookie's <laughs> right. Uh, Keith Ellison has just announced he's suing hockey stick manufacturers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, he's right that on was
0: it. because They're too
1: easy to write on. <laughs> that was good. All right. <laughs> um, well, I do have a bit of a, a critical note, though. By how that, did she have the how did she have the reply so ready at the game? Maybe well, it w- I don't even care if it was It wasn't staged. after
2: that was that was in another room. That wasn't right that away. That was later. Oh, yeah. It was not right away where they put the camera. On. She okay. was in a in another room. May, or, may
0: I tell you we've given but, this enough time. It was all about a comma. But one more thing.
3: Um it's kind of cool that it was outlawed because now he's the one and, the one only. and only one and yeah. only. And it was yeah.
2: classy. Yeah. So I guess because you know that some kids would have some political message or two five, or five eight six seven. What does that mean?
0: Three oh
3: nine. What are what are what
2: are what
0: are we to make of this?
2: Minneapolis's top
0: racial equity official. So Minneapolis has a top <laughs> equity.
2: So that means there's others.
0: Apparently. Minnesota's top racial equity official misinformed the city council and the public when she said last month that the Bush Foundation had committed $3 million to the city's first black expo. All right. Not only had the foundation never committed a dime, the city never really asked, according to statements. The revelation raises questions around the planning of the I Am My Ancestor's Wildest Dream Expo which drew far fewer attendees than initially hoped and required an influx of taxpayer money. In the end, the free Feb. 25 event at the Minneapolis Convention Center, which, praised by some who attended, cost taxpayers upwards of 500 grand, and drew 3,700 people to register. Online, There's no official attendance number, but it's clearly five fewer than the 20,000 that Taisha Green, the city's lead organizer, forecasted weeks before. Green was hired a year ago to lead the city's race and equity efforts and serves as director of the newly formed Department of Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging. Another meaningless job title. I was
2: going to say, what is? How do you
0: measure what she's done? Her statements to the city council at an emergency meeting last month have proved to be untrue. But in the first paragraph, we use the word "misinformed." No, she lied. But statements by city, the city acknowledges the inaccuracy while leaving other questions unanswered. I I don't want to dwell on this. I don't really care. What's five hundred grand? Uh, Um, I I, I care. Well, you don't live in Minneapolis. Oh,
3: you're right. I don't
2: care. (laughs) No, no, I really don't care.
3: But But you asked, at the outset, Joe, you asked, and I'll provide an answer. She's fired, and she's prosecuted to the fullest extent uh, extent of the law.
0: Well, that was where I was going to go. There's not much to be made of this, by which I mean, will she be reprimanded? Will she face consequences after all she did cost this long-suffering taxpayer 500 grand will she be demoted will she be in any way confronted will she in any way be asked to account or atone for her her lie and i my prediction sadly enough is that absolutely not absolutely not when you have when you have job titles that don't mean anything and can't be judged for achievement, it's it stands to follow that you also can't be critical of them. Doesn't it? Mm, yes. Yeah. Because there's no there's no there's no reason for these titles to exist. Therefore, what could you find that was wrong? And I don't think the city has Anyone in any position in the city, whether it be St. Paul or Minneapolis or anywhere closer to the country's tallest buildings, that would take any action to confront this woman on her utter and miserable failure. Mm -hmm.
3: Vita says she plans to talk with city officials to get more
2: information internally. Mm -hmm. How about the whole office, not just her? If, If she's the lead, that means there's a whole office. That's a waste of money. Well, it also
0: sounds like this is an event. It almost sounds like uh, that the Office of Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging actually had something to do. (laughs) And what it was that they had to do was apparently uh, fund this event. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can have this event. Sounds great. But how are you going to pay for it? Well, we're going to get a... uh, I guess we're going to get some money from the Bush Foundation, and uh, that's uh, almost $3 million, in fact, only to have it learned that the Bush Foundation not only didn't offer any money, they were never asked to. So, so despite her having a job title that can't be measured for success, she still failed because apparently they had a task. Yeah. Apparently they had an errand. That's to
1: pretty perform. tough to do yeah you go, you had one job to fail something you aren't even measured in you had right. one job
3: <laughs> and that's not the only thing she screwed up with she uh, they asked for and received uh two hundred thousand dollars of private donations which uh, the city made them give back because it goes against their rules mm. <clears throat> I'm done with it. Um, yeah, I predict nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Um, but, you know, the outrage among people down there is, think of the, the good that that money could have done elsewhere. You could go up to the north side and start paying some bills off, helping some people with some food, some education.
0: I mean, five half a million? My God, think of the good that could have been done. It's unclear what, if anything, will happen. Vita, Latricia Vita said she plans to talk with city officials to get more information internally, but also said the public, the Bush Foundation and members of the black community deserve answers. She said when news of the recanted donation spread, a small drumbeat began among residents and business owners about other ways the money could have been spent. There could have been a backlash against the Bush Foundation because people might think they took their money back and don't support people of color, she said. Well, that's not true. The Bush Foundation was never asked. $3 million, that would be a huge deal. To actually say the name of the foundation, that is bold. When you don't have the receipts to back it up. Well, Vita is a hope. She is a GL hope on that city council. Always has been since she called that fruitcake out for his lies. What was his name? Um, screwball s- uh screwball Cunningham. Skip, Cunningham. Skip, yeah, Cunningham. Skinny, skinny Cunningham. What was it? Philippe. 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 Cunningham. Opie
2: Cunningham. Opie. Opie Cunningham. Opie Cunningham. Opie Cunningham.
0: I, I'm unaware of what that...
3: Is. <laughs> See, the, that you were thing.
2: sleeping by that time. That right. was on.
3: Uh, the gal did talk to the Bush Foundation, but in order to get the money, you have to put together a proposal. She never did that. No. No. Of course she didn't. So it was never, ever under review at the Bush Foundation. They, they didn't have the paperwork.
0: It just, even though the job is meaningless, it's yet another person that's in over their head. Didn't deserve to have the job. and
3: $500,000.
0: And about 12 wow. people went and said, man, this is fun, isn't it? This is neat. The other story on the cover of the Tribune today, which was fascinating, is the development of a solar farm. On prime farmland, which the agricultural community oh, that's mm-hmm. get this understood right was not to happen. And I have a note from Josh in Winnebago, Minnesota. He's 40 years old with a CI of 43, and he's a card carrying member of the Garage Logic Town Council. Love that. And he writes, I hope you touch on the proposed solar farm in the Rochester area of southern Minnesota. These sorts of projects are the ones that frustrate those of us farthest from the city's tallest buildings. When these types of solar farms were originally proposed and sold to outstate Minnesota, there was an understanding that they would not be placed on lands used for production agriculture. Rather, they would be located on parcels which are less desirable for farming. Poor soil, erodible, difficult access, etc. Now we see a proposal for 1,500 acres of good farmland to be consumed by ugly black panels, all to satisfy some urban regressive's renewable energy dream. Newsflash for everyone celebrating these projects farmland is not renewable. We can't make more of it. Farmland is already expensive, and if a supply of farmland is to be consumed by solar panels, well, I don't see the price going down. Farmland is also the most efficient means for growing food. Lab-grown production extremely, is extremely inefficient and cannot yield the same results as field-grown crops. Trading non-renewable farmland for renewable energy is not an even trade. Joe, to those regressives who listen to you but won't admit it, please put your solar panels on top of your tall buildings. Leave them off our farmland. And another thing, one Minnesota, my ass. (laughs) The clash between urban and rural interest is real. We are not all in this together when one side constantly steamrolls the other. The urban regressives hold both the political and bureaucratic power to exert their will over those of us in rural areas, and we in the hinterlands have very little recourse. As always, thanks for keeping the podcast going. Keep fighting the good fight. I do not contribute to political parties, but I would gladly make a a contribution to the GL party if it is ever formed. Good luck, Josh in Winnebago. He's right. Well, he's, he's right on the money. He's right. I mean, he's right on the money. He's 100% right. There's
3: a little bit more that, to it. Uh, there is actually a state law that prohibits using farmland um, unless there's no feasible or prudent alternative. But even under that law, it would be limited to 100 acres. Now, here's where it gets complicated. This is half
0: the size of White Bear Lake.
3: Right, right. Here's where it gets complicated. The farmers have agreed to lease that land, Mm -hmm. so now it's a fight between locals fighting locals. Yep.
0: Who uh, who was the entity behind it? Who was the uh, energy provider? Is this an uh, XL project? Is this? uh, uh, (laughs) You have the story in front of you. Uh, You search it out. Let me go back. In in other words, follow the money. Right. Who's getting the money from this supposed solar powered energy? Byron
3: Solar. Okay. And Byron's a little town just west of Rochester. All right. The Minnesota Public Utilities Commission unanimously approved, despite the pushback from Dodge County and Canasteo Township. Sorry Mm -hmm. if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, we're all going to die, and I'm going to die before I see the results of this, but I have an estate plan, and you can too, with Eckberg Lammers. They've been doing estate plans and meeting the legal needs of individuals, businesses for more than 70 years. And here's the deal. When you at last uh, buy the farm, as we say, you don't want to leave behind a mess for your family. You want everything organized because that keeps it out of the courts. It minimizes your taxes and controls your wishes. They can solve a lot of problems. You might have family property that's in dispute. You snowbirds might have tax questions. There's a lot you need to consider having your will prepared so you know what your children are going to be prepared to accept. You want this to run smoothly. At Eckberg Lammers runs it smoothly. They'll leave you with peace of mind, and you can't buy that. You cannot buy that. Make an appointment now with Eckberg Lammers. I don't care how old you are. The sooner you do this, the better. Talk to Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878. It's called estate planning. Visit Eckberg Lammers at com. guy wears many hats, just not
3: indoors.
2: Joe Suchere.
3: Boy, I got to tell you, GLers love talking about seafoam because it works really fast. It's easy to use. Dump it in and go. That's it. Uh, And the people that use seafoam love to tell others about it. It's because it's so easy to use. The results are immediate. They're long term. And uh, we just consider it insurance that it's proactive. I mean, it starts working right away. Seafoam cleans and lubricates critical engine parts so your engine runs better and lasts longer. Less visits to the mechanic with that side eye they give you and the grumbling. Um, and you can get this stuff a- anywhere. I mean, you see it virtually everywhere. Auto parts stores, big retailers, small retailers. It looks like I'm got to talk slower. Knack hardware stores, farm stores, sea stores. I've even seen Seafoam foam in my local grocery store. That's how available it is. Both Joe and I lean on sea foam almost every day. It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It's GL's favorite, Seafoam. foam.
0: We're going to be joined by Mickey Frost. He founded the Truth Center. It's called, it's called 8218, age 8 to 18. Get it? 8 okay numerals there and uh i'm anxious to talk to mickey he wrote a nice piece for the uh, pioneer press on uh it looks like it appeared february 18th after the death of the uh, student at harding is mickey joining us yep. hello mickey hey how you guys doing this is joe you're talking
4: to joe Yo, how you doing brother?
0: mickey you wrote a nice piece in the pioneer press on feb 18 and it says i am mickey frost I am many things, a community activist, the founder of the 8218 Truth Centers, a son, a father, a husband, a person who has made mistakes, and a black man. And you wrote this regarding the stabbing at Harding. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And I get the feeling, Mickey, that you think these kids are not being punished the way they should be.
4: Well, in 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 most cases, I believe that you know punishment should probably be a little more uh, strict than than what a lot of these cases are are ending up. Yes, I do believe that. Well, tell in us about
0: cases. the Truth Center. What is that all about?
4: So the Truth Center, first of all, uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, the Truth Center, the eighty two eighteen actually is 8 to 18. So right. that's what that stands for ages 8 to 18. Um, right. So I mentor kids from the ages of 8 to 18 with a series of different classes from community awareness, conflict resolution, depression, and suicide prevention. Um, you know, I like to say some of the stuff that some of us had to learn the hard way bumping our heads as kids. Yep. We try to teach it to these kids so they don't bump their heads as hard. And then another dynamic is we do and where we go out and we find those individuals that are um, fighting and shooting and stuff at each other, and we try to get them to, um, you know, kind of stop and, and and de-escalate those situations so that they don't end up, you know, becoming what kind of seems like a norm in our communities now. Mickey, where'd you go? are you from? St. Paul. From St. Paul. Yep. Yeah.
0: Where'd yeah. you go to high school?
4: Right here. I went to Highland. I went to Central. Ultimately, was kicked out of both and ended up in uh, Jefferson Alternatives, where I got my GED, started getting my life back together. Went off to Minneapolis Community College, and from that point, uh, kind of started working in the community, trying to fix what I had messed up.
2: Wait, let me, let me just jump in there. I really appreciate the, the the term "get my life back together" is a is a crutch that sometimes people use. After they got in trouble, it sounds like you got in trouble, you got your life together, and then you backed it up with education. I just wanted to say
4: congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Did you have a gang life, Mickey? Yeah, I did. Um, My gang life was a little different than, uh, I would say, the traditional, when you think about Crips or Bloods or any of that type type of uh, gang fashion or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mine was more or less, we had lost a friend when I was a kid to gun violence to another friend, uh, right here in Saint Paul. So we had kinda of formed a little a group. Back then it was called a posse. You know, yeah. it wasn't called game. It was called like a blue posse. So we had, you know, got a group of us uh from the community and we had, you know, all claimed a name or whatever and from that point on, um, we kinda of stuck together but we we didn't necessarily get into a lot of the the fights and the shooting and that type of gang life. Ours was more like a group of kids that was kind of together that, you know, um, just kind of, you know, just tried to represent the homie that we had lost uh, due to gang violence to another one of the homies. Well,
0: what, what was the aspect of your life that you felt you needed to get back together?
4: Well, the fact that um, prior to, I, I would say, probably the age of uh, 13, I had grew up watching, and back in these days, it was... You know, watching the Tony Dorsett, watching the uh, you know the basketball Michael Jordan, and just watching you know some of those individuals and a lot of us younger kids back then wanted to be athletes. We wanted to be the next superstar in in a sport or whatnot. But then came uh, the crack cocaine era and also uh, the gang the gang era. And when that came into play, um, you know, it it was almost like it was just a fad to. Be on the block selling drugs or whatever you know as kids we didn't realize the you know the magnitude of what it was doing to the community it was more like you know this was the end thing to do everybody was doing it so hey join join the crowd do what everybody else was doing and then uh rap gangster music came out literally around the same time and uh it was like well let's emulate what we're seeing on television you know pretty much what a lot of the kids are doing today and it all comes from, you know, uh, what happened back then when gang music and drugs started to infest our communities and and really kind of just uh, down, down, you know, where we were supposed to be heading.
0: You say you have walked the halls of the schools, <laughs> meaning the schools in St. Paul, and your heart gets broken. What breaks your heart when you walk the halls of the schools?
4: Well... Walking the halls, seeing that there's kids that, you know, are just lost to music and to social media and, you know, just the lack of having resources. And to see those kids in these hallways, um, you know, just not going to school and in a lot of cases doing drugs in the hallways, um, being disrespectful. And just to watch some of those kids do that, is is, um you know it's just it's just heartbreaking to know that you know the life that they could potentially live if they just understood the the wrongs that they were doing now and just to watch them kind of just fade into you know this this life that is definitely not gonna end up good for them you know it's heartbreaking how significant
0: I, i obviously to me, it's terribly significant. But what is your opinion of the significance of the lack of fathers in many of these homes?
4: Well, I believe that, you know, overall, it was a systemic issue that started there. And as time went on, it only began to, um, you know, continue to cripple, you know, those men and those generations of men that could have been there. But for whatever reason or not, they're um, not they was not there and that only caused a ripple effect in the community and in the culture that ended up being um detrimental and i believe that a lack of fathers and um the fact that a lot of these men should be a certain should be um you know in the homes and they're not uh, um is something that we definitely don't need as a people
1: you know, Mickey, I'm glad you went there with Joe because that's something I wanted to ask you about. I'm seeing your post from yesterday, I believe it's from from yesterday, where you wrote the following on social media, uh, if you don't mind me sharing. But it says, you got to be a different type of parent to go to the juvenile detention center, visit your kid, slide them some dope, leave. They find it on your kid and cuss the jail out because they suspended your visits, shaking my head part of the problem. I th- That couldn't be more spot on, and what Joe said earlier is that there's such a lack of accountability, so I'm glad that there's people like you fighting the good fight.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. It's just the truth,
1: though. How old are
0: you, Mickey? Yeah, I'm 50. 50. 50 so you've been around. You've been around a long time. Are things worse now than you've ever seen them? Let's just stick to, say, inside the school halls. Are things worse now than you've ever seen them?
4: Definitely definitely way worse you know there was a you know uh, as a kid you know i did school and uh you know when i did ditch school it was um it was your, you were hiding you were trying to you know not be, be be seen by the principal or by you know the teachers you know so it was kind of like a cat and mouse <laughs> now these kids just don't go to class it mm-hmm. they don't care if they're seen and it's not hide from the teachers blatantly telling the principal and the teachers that, hey, I don't want to go to class. It's that simple.
0: How do you get these kids to uh, attend what you offer at the Truce Center? How do you get them to become involved?
4: Most of the time it's because the parents are just, you know, overwhelmed with what's going on with their kid. And the parent reaches out, uh, whether they see me on social media, the news or whatever, and they try to find a way to connect their kid with 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 my with me and uh, and so they bring them in or they give me a call and and from there we go and uh, we sit down with the kids and you know I offer them a safe space to be I offer them homework help I offer them the mentoring that they need um, you know and just that overall feeling of you know here is a man back in their life here is a father figure or uncle or something that they can gravitate toward moving forward and and that's how it works most of the time. Where is it located? So I have two locations right now. Uh, One is on Lexington and Selby in the Midway area of St. Paul. Um, The second location is on Payne and Case to help those Eastside kids over there. How are you funded? Um, Right now, I have a federal (laughs) grant through um, ARPIC grant right now that helps out. Uh, Right now, that's due to end uh, soon. Uh, prior to that, it was funded by myself, funded by community help, you know, mm-hmm. just funded by, you know, uh, people that were concerned and just say, you know, it doesn't take a lot of money to save these kids, but if we can just, you know, at these locations have the rent paid and, you know, Hey, the lights on, you know, we can find some, you know, some donated food and stuff like that to feed the kid. And then the rest comes from just, you know, your heart.
0: Are these schools afraid to say no to these kids? Is that part of the problem?
4: I, I I'm not gonna say that they're afraid to say no to the kids. I think they're trying to appease everybody and in in appeasing everybody you're gonna you, it that's never gonna work you, you you can't think that you're gonna uh make everybody happy especially when you're trying to you know change some norms that's just not gonna work because you have some people that um, aren't living the lives of others and they don't agree with some of the changes that some would try to initiate and vice versa. So I think it's more that there's officials and there's people that are in places to be able to implement some changes that, you know, they have two ears and one ear they're hearing one thing and the other ear is hearing something else and they're kind of stuck in the middle.
2: I have a question for you. Who is most qualified to assess and project success for these, uh, it's it's not the school board, it's not the legislators, is it uh, the, the parents, is it the community? Who can best assess what's going on accurately and look for a solution without this gobbledygook political speak? You might have to hear some harsh words, but harsh words mean there's a future for some of these kids.
4: To me, it has to be the community. It has to be those boots on the ground organizations that are really out here that see and are part of this everyday problem that takes place, you know, here. It, you know, it's like too too many times that these, um, whether they're the politicians or, you know, whether they're people that, you know, sit on certain boards, you know, a lot of the, if we talk about the school board, you know, a lot of the people that sit on the school board don't have a kid in the St. Paul, if we're talking about St. Paul public schools, they don't even have a kid in St. Paul public schools. Mm-hmm. But you're on this board making decisions for St. Paul public schools when you're basing your decisions off of what you think. You you know you don't have a kid that you know is watching um, the blood come out of another kid in the hallway of a heart. You, you don't you don't have that. You know, so it's easy for you to say what you think may need to take place to make these schools better. But, you know, it'll be different if you actually lived it. Same same thing applies to, you know, in the community when it comes to, you know, some of the things that need to change. It's so many people that are legislators or um, you know, part of this political chain that Do not live where there's sirens going off every night as they try to go to sleep. They don't live where they're seeing yellow tape or they're seeing teddy bears and stuff at at almost every corner when you ride down the street. With you know, um, shows where someone was murdered or someone lost their life right there, and they don't see that. So that's one of the problems. But they're the ones that make decisions for you know the people that are living those lives.
0: Mickey, whatever success you intend to achieve with the truth centers, uh, it would be my opinion, you'll have to do it without any political involvement, without any school involvement, and without any school board involvement, because they're all incompetent. They're chasing the wrong direction. You're going to have to do this on your own.
4: I don't disagree to most of that. I believe that um i wouldn't say that they're incompetent what i would say though is that they are in positions where their hands are tied often enough to where they can't you know do some of the things that they know deep down inside they need to do you know in in uh in fear of you know certain consequences or or backlash they may catch you know from other um entities or coworkers or or, or you know just people in general, and I think that's probably what
3: what a lot of the problem is. Mickey, Joe has a theory that we've been discussing for a couple of years, and uh, you know what, Joe, instead of me trying to explain your theory, um, explain it to Mickey, your less than theory.
0: Mickey, when I see what, uh, when I see a lack of accountability from black kids, when I see a lack of discipline given to them, when I see their disrespect excused, to me, you are making that child less than. You are saying to that child, we don't expect much from you, therefore we're going to look the other way on your misbehavior because you're not qualified to behave. And I think it's a dreadful, dreadful, insidious sin made by liberals to to make black children less than. I expect as much from any black kid in school as I would from any other kid. But, and then in turn, Joe, that sets that kid up for a life of right. success. By treating him like every other kid, you set him up for a life of success. I, I want I want these kids to, to behave in school, Mickey. I don't think they should be excused for bad behavior.
4: They should. I mean, just playing out blatant. They should not, and it's wrong. You know, um, you know. But I want to take it a step further. It should not only be on the kid, but we have to start involving some of the parents as well.
0: yes, yeah. um, yes yeah. sir. We
4: we we have to we have to be able to say, you know what, you know, this kid is acting out, continues to act out, and if as a parent you're not. Um, you know, going to address these this issue, um, then maybe there should be some consequences headed, you know, in your direction. If yeah. and at the same time, um, and you know, of course, we we can have you know parents that you know obviously they have to compete with those elements that are bringing those kids to those places of of you know that, those behaviors. But if you're not looking to put your kids in programming or in in those things that could help, then maybe you know, that consequence shouldn't just be on the kid. And that's how I, I believe it should yeah, work because
2: absolutely. You know,
4: if uh, I, I understand that as a parent, Hey, you can't control your kid to a certain degree, especially when a kid gets a certain age and just wants to act out and do what they do. But if you are actively trying as a parent to get that kid involved in some things that, Hey, if, if you tried as a parent and the kid ditched that or just didn't go, whatever well, at least there's a record of you are trying as a parent. And to me, There's not enough parents in the black culture that have kids that are going through some of these issues that are really trying hard to get those. And I'm not saying every single parent, but I'm saying there's a lot that are trying to get those um, spaces and those places and their kids involved with them. But then there's an awful lot that just talk to talk, but really... Don't walk the walk when it comes to getting that necessary help for your kid. And to me, that has to change. That's just as valuable as, uh, you know, trying to get the kid to to see some things. The parent needs to also.
0: Mickey, I got to ask you something because I just have to know. When a car gets stolen, is it the fault of the car or <laughs> the
4: thief? It's <laughs> definitely not the car's so. <laughs> fault Man, you're on the right track. <laughs> Thank
0: God, Mickey.
3: <laughs> Mickey, you're, you're an all right guy, man. You're pretty cool. Uh,
0: Mickey, uh, I hope you, maybe it even sounds like more parents should become aware of the 8 to 18 Truth Centers and get their kids over there for help.
4: Hey, that's what we're here for.
0: All right.
2: Hey, Mickey, go ahead and give out your website. If somebody were uh, gracious enough to donate uh, or want to help you out, go ahead and give out your website.
4: Um. The website is www. eight two one eight truthcenter. dot org. Uh, you can go there. Um, and I tell people all the time, you know, volunteering and you know whatever God tells you to do, or your higher power tells you to do with your heart, then that's that that's a donation to me, you know it's not monetary all the time and stuff of course we need help with food or and, and different stuff for these kids so bring food you know it's not a thing where hey money 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 needs to be sent to us know, i will i mean it, it, you do what do what your heart tells you to do and whatever you know, fashion that that is for you. you know? well, all right, we'll Th- make it. We'll make it work.
2: That being said, what dire needs supplies do you have? What what do these kids need supplies, with or clothing wise? Right
3: now, today, in next week, what do we need?
4: Food for these kids. These kids love to eat. You know, a lot <laughs> of the kids. We got to be honest. They go hungry every day. They 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 don't have you know a lot of the food, and and it's too bad that you know um, those. People that are in position to feed them some lunches are arguing about and and fighting like kids when it comes to being able to give out free lunch for a kid. I mean, to me, it's just, it's nonsense. I mean, I wouldn't care if he was a millionaire and you could afford the lunch. Does that mean that you don't deserve a break, too? You know what I mean does that yep. mean that just cuz you have made it in life and you does that mean I can't buy your kid right. a lunch one day or you know that doesn't make sense and you know so there's some things that I just think that you know we need to fix and and when it comes to the legislative um field, I just think that you know they're they're no different in a in a in a sense than uh, some of these kids that's running around here that's arguing and fighting over things that we should be able to come together and fix and you know sometimes take a back seat to somebody else's pain and problems and you know I think that's something that collectively we should do despite if you're on the right order left it doesn't matter you know kids are dying and neighborhoods need help and if it's not your neighborhood what's wrong with sitting back one day saying you know what i'm cool over here we're good over here but let me sit back and give somebody else something for a change even if i really don't agree with it don't want it well if it can help and let's see you know
0: all right mickey best of luck to you and and write some more for the newspaper i think that would be helpful
4: oh that's the plan all right. Thank you, Contact sir. Contact newspaper for me. Contact them and tell them.
3: I, well, can, he, out I can do that. if he Mickey, knew where they were? He works for them, so you've got you've got an in.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll spread the word for you.
4: Oh, well, I appreciate it. Well, hey, let's keep it going. I appreciate you guys so much. And hey, you know, my motto and my saying every day is another day, another chance. All
0: right. Thank you, Beautiful. sir. Awesome. All right. Thank Thanks, you. you. Thanks, Mickey.
4: Thanks.
0: I really dig Mickey. You know why? He does websites like I do. He gives you the W's.
1: Yes, he did. <laughs> he gives you the
0: W's. He did. He must be a listener. He must be a listener.
1: <laughs> All right, thank you. We'll take a short uh, time out here, Chris. But first, I'm going to let you know about... Our friends at Hofferman Water while Joe transitions to watch the hockey game. Hofferman oh, I'm Water only
0: doing that during a it's commercial. A break.
1: If you are looking to make the switch, then go with the absolute best. That's Hofferman and Kinetico. I did it a couple of years ago. You should, too. The quality of my water vastly improved when we had that Kinetico system installed. And I'm telling you, once you make the switch, you will never go back Sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut is available for you from Hofferman. That includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and of course, top-of-the-line drinking water systems. So, do this. Write this phone number down. 952-894-4040. That's 952-894. 894-4040. 894 4040. Or better than that, just go to their website. You can see every system that they have to offer online at their website, which is HoffermanWater.com. Get in touch with them today. They'll make the switch and they're the best in the business. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast.
2: Justice and the Soucheuray.
3: Tri-State Bobcat has a big spring sale right now on Toro Power Clear single-stage snowblowers and Power Max two two-stage snowblowers. And Tri-State they're offering two models here, and I promise you, no matter which model you go home with, you're going to look forward to the next snowfall. These Toro snowblowers are simply amazing. If you're thinking about summer, ooh, you are in luck. Toro zero-turn mowers will cut your time spent mowing. Uh, you know, it, do you spend three hours? If you get a Toro zero turn, it's going to be two hours. It's that cool, making tedious jobs fun. Uh, and Tri-State Bobcat has the best pricing right now on select previous model years. Time Cutter and Titan zero turn mowers, ranging from forty-two inch to sixty inch, with a ten to twenty percent pricing drop under. Uh, the promo. There's a big bunch of snow blowers, a big bunch of carryover zero turns. Get on the horn, call any tri state bobcat, tell them you're a GLR and you need to be set up. Mankey's Outdoor Power Equipment in Owatonna, now part of the tri state family. So everything's available there. Tri state bobcat locations in town they are Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson. And you can see everything on the web, tristatebobcat.com.
0: Uh, we have uh, the gift that keeps on giving. Well, her name is Kamala Harris,
1: <laughs>
0: and apparently she's now very worried about students. Is that right, Chris? Yes, sir. Uh, having well, mostly
1: s- just young people and their Young people condition. having
0: some climate problems. There, she thinks they have some angst that might be brought about by their fears of of climate danger.
5: I mean, one of the young leaders was talking to me about... Climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. Climate mental health. And she talked, I said, I think I understand that, but unpack it for me. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? (laughs) Worried about what that would mean. And the stress of it. They were talking about it in terms of their peers Trying to figure out, you know, they're gonna have to get a job and they're gonna have to make a living, but
1: yeah, what can they
5: do and how can they adapt the education that they're having now to their activism?
1: <laughs> how is that gonna affect this is a first
0: world problem?
1: Activism.
0: We're not gonna be here.
1: They instill the fear and then they look for look. a reason of what's to blame. Then here. they
0: remind you <laughs> you better get a job to continue to pay us. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't forget that. That's
2: first and foremost.
0: We're going to be struck by an asteroid in uh, on Valentine's Day 2046. All right. That will not be a happy Valentine's Day. What is that, 23 years from now? 20, <laughs> no. 20, 20, 20, 20, yeah, 23 right, years from, 23 from now. Years, yeah. We won't be here no.
3: because we've ruined the Earth. We're, are we gone? We're gone before 40, right?
0: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the beauty of this is we know the size of it too. It's the size of an Olympic swimming pool or fifty two hundred boxes of full size paper clips. Ah, you know, You can, okay, you can good. come up with That's anything fast, you want. That's usually there. one I use. Right. This is this one's the size of a swimming pool. An Olympic swimming pool. Okay, not not
3: Royce's little swimming
0: pool. No. This is twenty twenty-three DW. And uh she's coming on board here and uh uh, it's a long way from Earth right now, 17 billion kilometers. So uh, I just thought I'd tell you that because okay. Something Kamala to look reminded to. me that we, uh, we have a lot of climate angst. Kids, you better start worrying about this. It's the size of an Olympic swimming pool. But
2: we don't know how big that is.
3: Isn't life on Earth balancing on a thread the way it is in, in respect to what's happening out in the universe? I mean, just one wrong thing. It could shut the whole world down.
1: The uh, vice president was speaking at the Aspen Ideas Climate something or other down in Florida, which the governor and lieutenant governor are currently at. They're, they're, they're at that freeloading thing, too. Huh? And uh, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan issued the following. Governor Tim Walls and I ran for office with a promise to take action on climate change. And alongside our partners... In the legislature, we've laid the groundwork to get to 100% clean, carbon-free electricity by 2040. When we come together, we deliver for Minnesota. I just can't believe
0: how many people buy this nonsense. It's just uh, What happened to critical thinking? What happened to analysis? What happened to saying, "Hold up, wait a minute, something, something ain't right. right here." Let me let me let me digest this. Or as Kamala would say, Let's unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> very, very sinister
3: laugh. Jesus, Joe. God, she's was miserable. Jesus, she just
0: <laughs> so uh, unlikable. We code. like proof.
3: Just give us a little proof.
0: Oh man, uh,
3: it's just mad speculation.
0: We're not going to be here, so I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, well, you're a climate denier. Chief KB writes. He's got a good point. The AG and the mayors and the governor are going after the wrong people. Since they won't or can't go after the thieves, consider this. The window companies and car manufacturers are doing nothing illegal in terms of consumer protection. However, what TikTok TikTok has done needs a look. These TikTok-Kia challenges that Mr. Ellison and some media have referenced cannot be ethical, nor in the inherent... Interest of protecting consumers. If social media put out structure, instructions on how to kill someone, or rob a bank, or hack a public school, school's database, that would be illegal. TikTok's "How to Steal a Hyundai" video should be Ellison's target. Those social media companies should be held accountable. Thanks, Chief KB, on the North Bank of the Crow Ring. I, he's right. Why? That's yelling fire in a crowded theater. Yeah, Why do you get to have a social media post that tells you how to steal a car? Why isn't Allison going after them? Well, it doesn't fit the narrative, Joe. I mean, they make it sound like Kia and Hyundai purposely just built cars for, to be stolen. And they, they Hyundai and Kia think, did no such attention? thing. They, did no, okay. they well, did no
1: such thing. With his action, there are people that believe that that's the case, what you just said. That they, that's why they built the cars that way, was to intentionally be stolen. Uh, aren't you sick of idiocy? Yes. Idiocracy.
2: Just in this
1: room. Idiocracy? I can,
3: I
0: can say it. Idiocracy. And you know, speaking of the climate. You guys I mean, should have
3: watched don't.
4: that movie. What, what I have watched it.
0: What's D-N-Y-U-Z as What's D-N-Y-U-Z as a site? Uh, D-N-Y-U-Z D-N-Y-U-Z They have a story saying that out-of-towners are flocking to Duluth, Minnesota Because it's climate-proof
2: The latest breaking news, U.S. and world politics Just another site, in other yes, words, Yes, it huh? is, yes
0: uh, They reference the surfing now We've seen uh, people surfing on Lake Superior uh, We have a story here of, of John Jenkins, 38 years old He's a child of Orange County, California But a decade ago, looking to escape overpopulation and intensifying wildfires, he took a chance and settled in Duluth. And he's found it to be his home. Hundreds of like-minded new residents have joined him, coming from California, Colorado, and New Mexico, and changing the face of the erstwhile manufacturing town on the western edge of Lake Superior. Hippie town, Joe. Dubbed climate-proof Duluth. In twenty nine I met the guy though that was begging for money on the corner and he said I came down from Duluth. Yeah. And I said, why? And he said, Better climate.
2: Hey <laughs> <laughs> yo. Yeah.
0: Uh it was dubbed Climate Proof Duluth in twenty nineteen by Jesse Keenan, a Tulane University professor who was lecturing at Harvard at the time. Duluth has been hailed for its ample supply of fresh water as well as, as its location, buffeted from sea level rise in the upper Midwest and temperatures, which run mild in the summer and colder than cold in the winter, and uh, and they they must maybe they agree too that Duluth has its own air.
2: Yeah, it doesn't it just, go anywhere. It doesn't else. go anywhere. It stays right there.
0: The majority of the population growth in the U.S. remains in the Sun Belt, where homes have traditionally been more affordable. Although they're seeing a change in that because people are moving to Duluth because of climate change. And Duluth is now coming to terms with its status as a refuge. Okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Let's go to Duluth. It's a good place to go if you have
3: allergies. For some reason, they're not as bad as up there. It's the saltwater. In, sec-
0: in the second half of the 20th century, Duluth's population fell, shrinking from about 84,000 to about 84,000 in 2008 from nearly 107,000 in 1960. Well, it did once have a massive steel and cement and in complex, uh, but those closed by the early 1980s. The uh, situation in Duluth was so grim that a billboard popped up on the highway saying, well, the last one leaving Duluth, please turn out the light. But that's all changing now because uh, people are moving. To, it's a long story. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Oh. Because uh, uh, people are uh, considering Duluth to be a refuge from from climate crisis, and so people are going to Duluth, where by their very presence and overpopulation will result, I would imagine, in a climate crisis. Right. Because people are evil, and they're the ones ruining, ruining the earth.
3: Somebody should warn those hippies about the black flies up there.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're the big.
3: size of uh, Blackhawk helicopters. Oh, they're they, they are angry. They'll take a chunk out of the side of your face.
0: Right, it's just amazing. Let me just see something here real quick. Right. Yeah,
3: look that up. He's uh, still getting chastised from the other side of oh, the world. Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all right. Uh, where was I? Oh, Duluth is a climate uh, is a climate refuge. And uh, might as well stay with that. Uh, I have a fellow, another GLer, who did his homework. Yep. Did you want something? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, hail the flashlight yeah. king!
3: Hail you, this is David right writing on. this. Here we go.
0: Since you were the one last week to notify me of the Public Utilities Commission hearing regarding the proposal to allow XL Energy Center to force all metered customers to bear the cost of building charging stations, I thought I would pass on my comments that I shared with them. It is worth noting that written comments are being accepted until April 5th, and we should regularly check to see what hearings are upcoming so that we can submit written comment. My understanding is that by law, the members of the various commissions and committees are required to review all written comments as if they were shared verbally at the meeting. Oh. Who knows, perhaps we can move the needle if a large number of GLers makes a nuisance of themselves by submitting lengthy comments regularly. You may also like to know that for the period that I could listen, most of the comments were clear, cogent defenses of common sense. Overwhelmingly, people don't want to pay for the charging stations, even if they have drunk the Kool Aid, because, as it was pointed out several times, XL Energy will be muscling out other EV charging providers with this move, creating a monopoly. Hmm. I had no idea how many different EV charging companies that were building networks in Minnesota until they all abruptly stopped when XL filed this petition. Mm -hmm. Evidently, there are still entrepreneurs looking to provide services, even when we might find those services to be frivolous. My comment to the Public Utilities Commission follows. The proposal tonight deals, of course, primarily with the question of a particular issue of the implementation of the current state administration's energy policy. Because this is the overall objective, I'll stick primarily to a response to that plan. However, there are a few foundational items that must be addressed. First, it is clear these policies are based on concerns regarding climate change. It is is essential to note that climate change is a semantically overloaded term. When that phrase is used, it does not mean that just the climate is changing. It means, one, the climate is changing, Two, that change is caused overwhelmingly by human activity. Three, that change is catastrophic. Four, preventive measures are the only ones that are worth pursuing. Adaptive measures aren't worth the pursuit. And five, only government can address the changing climate. The purpose of this meeting isn't to argue about these, though it is worth noting that a few realities exist repudiating repudiating these ideas. Number one, according to the most recent IPCC report... No evidence exists that there is an existential threat posed by climate change, which means that point three is absurd that climate change is catastrophic. In reality, the increase of carbon in the atmosphere has led to fewer climate-related deaths, and it is worth noting that the higher ca- uh, carbon in the atmosphere results in more efficient trans- but transpiration within plants, which has led to massive global greening. The most notable examples of this are the Sahel region of Africa, turning over 100,000 square miles of desert into grassland. Additionally, farmers have noted substantial yield increases per acre in our own fields in recent decades, which has been tied to the same phenomenon. Two, the first nation to meet the Paris Climate Agreement goals for carbon emissions was the U.S. After President Trump removed the U.S. from the agreement, which means that Point five isn't true. Point five was only the government can do it. Three, the IPCC has noted in the past that most of the warming that occurred after 1850 occurred in the first hundred years, which is prior to most of the carbon increase in the atmosphere, and that almost no warming occurred after 1960. This warming also coincides with what is generally accepted to be the end of the last mini ice age So, of course, the temperature would have increased. Thus, point two is absurd. Point two is that change is caused overwhelming by human activity. The mission of the PUC, Public Utilities Commission, according to the mission and culture page of your website, is to create and maintain a regulatory environment that ensures safe, adequate, and efficient utility services at fair, reasonable rates. This plan is contrary to that mission entirely. It is not fair to make non-users of these charging units pay for them. There is no reasonable justification for having non-users be forced to pay for charging stations if the charging stations are viable. It is further not reasonable to force anybody to pay for these charging stations if they are not economically viable. Our electrical generation capacity is in no way adequate for the move to electric vehicles without either fossil fuels or nuclear power expansion and you know this so-called green technologies are not able to provide reliable energy during inclement weather tell me how we're supposed to have green energy when the solar panels are covered in several inches of snow or when the wind blows too hard to allow the wind turbines to safely operate further why is now a good time to pass these costs on As consumers deal with levels of inflation not seen for 40 years, why would now be the time to force the average XL customer, who is not actually a consumer of these charging stations, to shoulder another cost? We're seeing the clear signs of impending economic stagnation, which means that this is obviously not the time to force this cost upon every single metered customer. I am firmly opposed to this petition and any petition to force Minnesotans to bear the cost of this boondoggle, which can only benefit the few. Thank you, Mr. G. Eller, David. G. Eller's, you're going to work. Amen to that, brother. G. Eller's, you're doing the Lord's work.
3: That was amazing, concise, factual, and absolutely wonderful. What did he say at the very, very beginning? They have
0: to read or acknowledge... All written submissions? What, what was that? It is worth noting that written comments are being accepted until April 5, and we should regularly check to see what hearings are upcoming so that we could submit written comment. My understanding is that by law, the members of the various commissions and committees are required to review all written comments as if they were shared verbally at the meeting. Fantastic. Mm-hmm.
3: I hope they do that. I hope they're... They're
2: going to do it.
3: ...true to their word and yeah. do acknowledge that. Yeah. Get out yeah. to help with your heating. Yeah.
2: Well, you know what? The thing is, if you're a smart guy, <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to be ready for winter. And if you're really <laughs> smart, you're going to call uh, uh, WelterHeating.com. That's WelterHeating.com. Now, when you go there, you're going to find out... 100 years of experience they've got 100 years of experience Uh, furnaces air conditioning all sorts of great stuff but you're also going to find out the fact that they're not a fly by night they don't have a funny jingle they're going to get the work done for you Give them a call. Go old school, 612-825-6867 for heating, cooling, air purification. Find out the areas. And there's a really neat blog. There's a blog that Rick Welter follows up on. If you have questions, he might already answer your question. So there is a wealth of information on their website, welterheating.com. Air condition or heat your shelter with Ray and Welter. Online at welterheating.com, 612-825-6867. Tell them Rook sent you.
0: Has the air got out? Gone out of the balloon with Kaprasov? Uh,
5: well, if he misses a month, uh, he's only he's only been a part of 41 percent of the Wild's goals.
0: That's right. So, uh,
5: they might have to, uh, <laughs> as as conservatively as they've been playing, uh, they might have to tighten her up even a little more. They're uh, they're not uh, they're not scoring goals anyway without him. It's uh, You, you know, it, you never know. Well, maybe the goalies will stay hotter now and they'll f- steal a few, but uh, the longer it is, the worse, obviously.
0: So, I wonder what's wrong with them.
5: A hamstring that's uh, pretty hammy, I was told. Uh, they really? haven't revealed that it's a lower body, but it's not a knee, so that's good. It's he did the splits,
0: hand, you know. and it must have been just too much, huh?
5: Uh, he tore uh, he I don't know if he tore it, but uh, let's hope he's a faster healer than Carl Anthony Towns. Uh,
2: I think so, your Ruskies uh, are a little tougher, aren't they?
5: Yeah. yeah, hockey players have a little different attitude about Twain, but its I was told it was a pretty good hamstring injury, and in they said three or four weeks. So. Are we supposed to go after this guy?
3: Yeah, where was Reeves when we needed him? And are we going to play these pigs again? Yeah,
2: I didn't uh, see it as
0: that dirty of a check to tell you the truth. You didn't? I
3: didn't It wasn't it a check; up. it was a pounce.
0: Well, that big O fell on him, right? Yeah. yeah,
5: yes, yeah. It was kind of a. It wasn't a run down the ice and board the guy, but right. uh, it was a. Yeah, it was. A, it was a. It was too bad that he was such a large individual to land on in too. So, uh, that, yeah, that's that's not good, to say the least. It'll be interesting to see how the boys are in the room for this one, right, if they're fired up. Yeah. I mean, uh, they couldn't wear their gay pride jerseys because of Kaprizov and the rest of the Russians. So uh, now we'll see if they can play hockey uh, without, without the guy, uh, without one of the three or four best players in the league. So. That,
0: that, is that gay pride thing worth discussing? Uh, I, I'm unclear as to what happened. Uh, the commie said, uh, no, that's outlawed in our country. We can't wear the jerseys. Uh, they're
5: worried about mom and dad, yeah. <laughs> supposedly.
1: Oh. So, Aren't we
5: all? Yeah. You, know, uh, you know, not me. are long since dead, but, uh, but uh, I think a lot of people are, yes. Uh, okay. And uh, that was uh, Russians around the uh, now one of, one of them the one in, uh the guy in Philadelphia uh, said that it's against his religion or something. Uh, he's a Ruski too or some kind of a
3: Orthodox some something. Of a yeah. Or
5: something. Yeah, yeah. He said it's against his religion, but it's uh, you know go uh, go out there, skate around in the morning, you know, warm up jerseys, and then if you want to, and if not, but uh, you know we you get. Yeah, you know it's hockey, man. We, uh, we 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 play hockey in our real regular jerseys or our North Stars jerseys, right? Uh, uh, Thirty years ago today, by the way, Norm announced he was uh, moving to. Uh, Boo! That S O B.
4: Hey, Pat, you
0: mentioned you mentioned uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Will you or somebody <laughs> do an in-depth piece? Laying it out for the public, what a complete fraud this guy is. Well, Somebody's
5: got to tell us what's going on. Yes, but if they don't tell you what's going on, what are you going to do? What are you going to report? They're not telling you anything. Well, it,
0: well, it would require it, diligence. It would require a reporter well, to beat the, would the Bushes. It
5: what? Uh, Kidnapped? Tim Connolly and put him in a chair and beat yes. him like they do on those yes Make him sweat it out.
0: out I don't know. It's follow no, him around no. and talk to the barista at the coffee shop where he just got caught. Do something. What's going on here? The guy's making $12 trillion and
5: he won't play. Ah, uh, yes. He's uh, He's got a, a very serious calf strain and he's getting closer for a month. He's been getting closer, but... Uh, He's not one close day closer. Enough. Not <laughs> not close enough, Joe. Hmm. The greatest change in uh, sports is basically the team's dedication to covering up information. Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, they, uh, I mean, it's uh, you know it all started with hockey, Jock. Uh, up, I give you body, too much information. Upper body and lower body. You know. Okay, I'm happy to report right here on. Uh, on the Joe Suture podcast, Garage Logic, I think we are the first one to report that it's a hamstring. Yeah. So I found that out. Okay. That's about all I can do. Carl Anthony Towns, I don't, you know, I mean, we cannot uh, basically, uh, you know, question his heritage and everything else. Well, I can't. not played. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe it'll turn out that uh, I, I don't know what it is, but. Yes, it's disgusting. And it's disgusting that they won't tell you anything about it. And it's really disgusting that people don't seem to care. No. Nope. They just he's not playing. He'll come back and play someday and he'll get a big roaring ovation from the crowd. They should all boo the crap out of him.
0: He's missed three stuff. and a half months.
5: Three and a half months. He was gonna miss six weeks. hmm
0: uh, uh, but
5: uh I uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, November twenty eighth was his last day. Mm-hmm. So we got your December, then we got your January, then we got your February, and now it's March. So mm-hmm. yeah, three and a half bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, they're, they're, they have they have whole teams of people trying to keep you from finding out what's going on now. So it's a lot tougher than it used to be.
0: The Gophers, you're done, huh?
5: Yeah, the dream died. Uh, <laughs> the dream died after they won that one uh one uh, non-one uh, tournament game. I I was having fun with the idea. Boy, if they go right through this tournament, oh. that guy out in California is sure gonna feel foolish yeah. me, if uh, they end up going to the NCAA tournament. But we came up a little short. So uh, what? What the final record? I think is nine and. What was it? Reavers nine and twenty three. I think
1: nine. it was eight and twenty three. I
5: believe it was eight and twenty three. Eight and twenty three. Yeah, not a good second year. Ben Johnson, after seeing what happened to Lindsay Whalen, should know that he now is on double secret probation. He will uh, he will have the same fate as her if he has another lousy year next year. So.
0: Did she want to return?
5: Yes. Okay. Yes, she okay. got fired. I'm, well, I know that she got I'm, fired, and then. Uh, and she got told on I, here's another uh behind the scenes info I'll give you. She uh got uh you know, they they were gonna announce they sent they put out the the uh release that it was a mutual decision, right? And uh and Lindsay broke down on the way to the press conference, so she didn't go through with it. But then Lindsay went and told her players the truth that she had gotten fired on morning. And apparently, the athletic director was upset that she told the truth to her players. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Well, what's she supposed That's, to do? That. Yeah, uh, she's supposed to keep keep up the big lie, I guess. I don't know.
1: Okay, I'm that. officially then. I, I didn't know that. I'm officially on record. Mark Coyle's a weenie. I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, this the idea that he'd been having conversations all winter about this and stuff like that. She she was told on on uh, Thursday morning that she was done so I don't even know if she was the he asked her to come in or if he told her but she was told Thursday morning she was fired and she was surprised
1: meanwhile uh, your Mahatmati Zephyrs just upset Hermantown in the first game of the Class A semifinal
5: I'm covering the A game tomorrow and I don't have to watch Hermantown good way to go Joe that's your damn near your alma mater
0: I got I had three teams in the tourney and I got two still alive yep
1: Boy, your Hills gave her a good effort Uh, Hills
0: gave a nice effort against the Tonkas. Creighton really surprised people beating Maple Grove, and now my Zephyrs have won.
5: Your Zephyrs will be playing uh, Mighty War Road in all likelihood tomorrow. Uh, War Road will be going for the... uh, for the doubleheader, they already won the girls. In, uh, now,
1: who's the next game? War Road and who? Well, I was just going to say, this game, though, does remind us of the time when we were the home of sports talk in the Twin Cities, 1500 yeah. ESPN, and Rookie gave us the uh, Matamidi roster from about four years yeah, it, was a, it was a different <laughs> roster. Yeah, I got this year's roster to meet it. I, would, I did my Spe- homework.
3: <laughs> Speaking of dead-on accuracy, Royce, I just broke the news on Twitter uh, about Kaprizov's injuries. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> I, I said sources say <laughs> yeah. Kaprizov's injury is a hamstring.
5: <laughs> hamstring, oh, get it out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, scooped yeah.
5: by the MSP traffic guy. Yeah, I yeah, like
1: that yeah. just retweeted yeah. by the Garage Logic account.
5: Hey, Pat, oh.
0: Louie must love the gig because he's in there from 10 in oh. the morning till midnight.
5: <laughs> I, I did, he doesn't do the A-games, though, does he?
0: Oh, no, that Mark, I don't know. Mark I, Parrish I, is doing I the I assume he did. I'm sorry. Yeah, he does. did the double A-games. Yeah. I'm Mark
5: Parrish, man. He needs a haircut. Yeah, well. What he's you a happy want? fellow, though. I like his enthusiasm. Oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Did he get teeth for the uh, the... The TV cameras though. The last time I he saw him, he got a he got a grill. He got, got, got a
2: grill. He's got teeth. <laughs> he got the white man's hockey grill. <laughs> yeah. It's just white well, teeth. Well,
5: this is only <laughs> this was only a week ago I saw him. He was missing teeth. It did not like <laughs> he's ready for TV. But uh, you know, maybe maybe he got some. Maybe he got these. Uh, you know, he was one of the first great St. Cloud players when he, he went up there, and uh, they didn't have much of a reputation. And uh, he was one of the on their real one of their first real competitive teams. He was a mean little S.O.B., I'll tell you that. He, he, he might hit you with a stick in the ribs when nobody was looking.
3: Yeah, and I love that. I love that.
5: you got to think
3: hockey players have extra teeth laying around the way you guys have cheaters laying around. That's a good point. He, yeah, in, the car, in the car, in the desk.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Hey, grab my teeth. Oh, you're in the cup holder. <laughs> yeah. Rookie, you're a big buddy of Bobby Higgins, right? yes. How come he didn't show up last night for his going away party?
2: I didn't get the invite.
5: <laughs> it was okay. the longest. It was the longest celebration of by the Vikings of some guy that they basically fired and made a consultant in. But it was a big ceremony. Uh, uh, there was about seven speeches beforehand. And then Bobby started talking, and you know Bobby—he's kind of a yep. humble guy and everything. Yep. Hour and ten minutes. No. Hour and ten minutes. He finally said, "I got one more story." I was the only guy in the room that applauded. <laughs>
2: wait, wait a minute. I would have. If it would have been me, I would have gone longer about me. So I, one ten uh, is short. Uh, uh,
5: well, Royce. It was mostly about other people, but an hour and ten. What? So Bob's not dead. I was reading
3: your tweets last night, and I thought, oh, my God, he passed away? <laughs> no.
5: Well, he might have. He might have still be talking. Have, I had him dead home. and gone, Pat. No. Golly. How embarrassing. Well, no. no. you didn't read it very closely. I said went an hour and I must not have. I was sitting there they bummed had, out. He had, seven, uh, they had seven, uh, seven people, like. Tell him how great he was. Here's the problem. How
2: come I wasn't asked to
5: speak? That's why I went out. I don't know. know. But Tommy West, you know, his right-hand man, who's a quiet guy, was hilarious for seven, eight minutes. But he's the only guy that dinged him. You know? Where was this it was event? He, it was Bob Higgins. Uh, no, where was it? It was out at Vikingville. Uh, this And everybody was standing in this big room. Geez, I was and close. I don't want to. I don't know what happened, and this isn't funny because I don't know how the guy came out. But late in Bobby's speech, somebody collapsed, oh. and they ended up having oh, to call an ambulance. I hope Bobby didn't kill him with, Did, you know, with He collapsed out hour. of boredom. Yeah. Did Man. Bob keep no, going? No, I don't Did he know. work it's through it? Like, it looked like it was serious. Uh, well, he kind of wrapped it up a little sooner. Okay. But uh, anyway, I hope to get I it. Hell, I would have
0: faked going down to get it wrapped <laughs> up. Right? Just to get He
5: was way on the other side of the room, and I don't know what it was. Yeah. When we were leaving, we uh, saw the ambulance coming. Yeah, did, he, did he uh,
2: Did Did he? he address the internship that he did have at Care 11? Yes, the- he did. Uh, with Paul Majors running in there, dropping a huge bomb, and then just running out of the sports office <laughs> oh like nothing God. happened. That's what he, that's what he was Majors was famous for.
5: Oh Ron? No Paul. No. Paul. Oh. Yeah. He would hey
2: guys, what's the score of the game? Wah! and then just walk <laughs> out of there. <laughs> 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 and Shaver, you,
5: <U-I-I-> he, he, <laughs> he and Fly should have been buddies. I would have been a He, could, he and Herbie could have had a contest. Hey, oh, yeah. come on over. Come on over. Yeah. Say
0: this. <laughs> I'll talk to you Monday, lad. All righty, go wild. Uh,
5: try to show us how good you are.
0: All right, very good. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Yep. Gonna,
1: Do you yeah. want me to hit this thing?
2: Right yeah. Back? What's yeah. the score
5: in here? Oh. Thank Ooh, you for that. update
0: The scramble going here. Finally, that's a today.
1: Is Friday <laughs> that close? How did you miss that from a foot and a half away? Because I couldn't see it. The chair was doing it there. against the roof. A rebound shot. What call it. Joe, bank shot. You done your taxes yet? Uh, No. Uh, Have you booked your appointment yet? Kenny has. I'm about to. Keller Tax Services. Go with the best. Why wouldn't you? And a GLer. Linda Keller. She is... The Keller of Keller Tax Services has been at it for over 20 years. She's also perfected the virtual tax appointment. It's safe, document exchange options, encrypted and secure. I've got a number of great emails from GLers who have made the switch to Linda, and you should too. So book your appointment today. She's filling up fast. She does evenings and weekends. So call 320-352-0013, 320 320- three five two zero zero one three or just go to her website keller dot com like i said she does offer saturday appointments and those typically fill up fast so call today to see if there is any availability three two zero three five two zero zero one three keller dot com please let her know that you heard about her service here on the garage logic podcast
2: rookie what am i watching a guy that is a, a, a hunk of butter that is melted, spices, and he's cooking a huge, delicious steak, searing it properly. Why?
0: Why would you watch such a thing?
2: Just to see how he's making it, adding the right spices. That's on TikTok. Oh, I don't do that. You Joe, do yesterday
0: I watched a video yeah. on how to rebuild
3: a Bendix carburetor. That's oh, yeah. that. That's what I watch. Not food.
2: Ribeye videos. and Hasselback potatoes.
0: Joel and crew, I'm a daily listener to the show, and in recent days I've heard you read emails from fellow Coloradoans. Color, Coloradans. Coloradans. I'm encouraged to hear of the seemingly growing presence of GLers in this regressive-filled state. Lord knows we need more common sense out here. More importantly, a few weeks back you read emails from me on consecutive days regarding the shootdown of the Chinese balloons and GL's link to that. I'm proud to announce those emails were heard by a fighter pilot who knows my son, also a fighter pilot, as referenced in those previous emails, and relayed that fact to him. The fighter pilot said he is a longtime GLer, as are many of his pilot friends. And finally, after hearing of the emails, I recently received a screenshot from my son's phone showing he now has GL in the library of podcasts he regularly listens to. It appears that GL is alive and well with a growing audience in both Colorado and the fighter pilot world. Congratulations, as always, trying to keep myself in the canoe and my face out of the mashed potatoes. CJ in Colorado <laughs> nice. Springs. We got, a fire, we got fighter pilots in listen. Let's go. Only because they come to us I wish all we knew the their way names. from
2: Crystal, Minnesota. We need to find out their nicknames. Yeah. Yeah, I want cause I want to say like, hey Well, CJ, send me the nickname. Frisbee. Frisbee. Uh,
0: the, <laughs> Limans the are, tower, The Limans are still in town. God. <laughs> Just
2: an idiot. No, what is it? Not blast the tower. What do you do? Buzz. Go by the tower really fast.
1: You buzz the tower.
2: Buzz the tower, buzz. <laughs> oh my God. keep going there, Miko. Jesus.
0: Wow. <laughs> what day is it, Governor?
2: I don't know. <laughs> On
0: this day in eighteen oh four. March uh, ten. <laughs> the Upper Louisiana Territory, including present-day Minnesota west of the Mississippi, was formally transferred from France to the United States in a ceremony in St. Louis. What year?
2: 1804. You suckers. Jefferson you suckers.
3: absolutely
0: robbed Napoleon.
2: Yeah. Love
0: it. Love it. On this day in
2: 1850... Bend over and kiss it goodbye.
0: On this day in 1858... March 10, Inventor and businessman Marshall B. Lloyd was born in St. Paul. He would be involved in many ventures in Canada and the Dakotas before moving to Minneapolis in 1900.
2: I'm trying to think what he started.
0: Once there, he ribs. invented machines to weave wire into doormats and later the woven wire bedspring mattress. Head of the Lloyd Manufacturing Company, he would then move to Menominee, Michigan and invent a wicker weaving machine that was 30 times faster than hand weaving. So he made some cash. And don't tell me this isn't a great country.
2: And as, a, as a competitors say, if you ever get annoyed, you can beat up Mr. Lloyd. Mrs. Lloyd was our principal at Maddox School when we were in kindergarten, uh-huh. and we would say, if you ever get annoyed, you can beat up Mrs. Lloyd. You know, that that's, school is torn down. That's a good story. It is story. torn down. park there. And again, my kindergartner teacher, Mrs. Tilsner, who we had on the air a long time ago, wife of the Tilsner Corporation off of 35E, remembered me from kindergarten. <laughs> God. Isn't that great? You remember how we always I hope she's still the around. Analogy that the Tilsner the family would let me know, rookie at
1: garagelogic.com. episode of GL was like the, the wobbly plane taking off. This one's been more like the wobbly plane coming to a crash land. <laughs> it looks like we
2: got a little too much cargo in the back
0: there. <laughs> On this day in 1983. What happened? March this year 10. I
2: graduated from grade school.
0: Mickey's Diner <laughs> in St. Paul, built in 1939, was listed on the National Register of Historic
2: Places, and now the bleeping bleepers in St. Paul that would not grandfather in Mickey's Diner because I'm not—I don't want to get into ADA issues, but that's why it's closed right now. I didn't know it was closed. It's closed. They—they they, they couldn't uh, both accommodate. Both No, the one well, they on, need a ramp or something. The one for on West Seventh down further is still open. It's open twenty-four-seven. It's fabulous. But you have eaten there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, on Sunday mornings with the whole entire Joe, family. Are you kidding me? Sure. It why? is. My kids would request that. Okay. Um, but anyway, so the dining car. So the original isn't open? On, because the, the, during the inspectors tournament? couldn't, um, they wouldn't grandfather in Mickey's diner. Well,
3: can't somebody throw up a ramp? What do we
2: need? A ramp? I think more than that. The facilities probably don't accommodate. It's a tough situation because if I'm in a wheelchair, I want to be able to go to Mickey's okay. Diner. Yes, I understand well, that. However,
1: I got news for What people. about a roll-up
3: window? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, you're eating outside. It's 40 below. Those
1: fries are a little chilly, but you're here. But it's not as if... i get you an umbrella, okay? It's not as if they can add on. We'll try to shovel
2: that snow for you out there as well. Jeez. I saw you struggling to get in. Hey, You need a hat, Baldy? Well, now <laughs> I have a cartoon, bubbles of people falling down. And... Yes, and it's so it is a tough situation, but I, I, I wish there was a way they could have grandfathered. You can, if you are ADA accessible, you can go down the street to the other Mickey's Diner. You, we'll that's, roll
1: you on down.
2: We'll give you a push. I mean, so that's a long bucks. way. For uh, well, I, I know, but it's I'm not like wait, you're starting to hop in No, there? they would, they would <laughs> drive and... just hang out of my bumper. We'll be got out. I we'll got be in a minute. Give huh, me a push. Push. Don't, push. Don't let that Toro get any slack, <laughs> oh okay? And you got good brakes because they're coming up to a red light. Caddy, lift the tailgate open. We'll just throw him in the back.
1: We're oh, all my going word. to
2: hell. No, we're not. No, we it's, are but going. It is. It's a. It's a. was Kenny's idea. To help the
3: <laughs> roll up. A <laughs> yeah. roll
2: through. Well, you know what? To be honest, it would. That
1: guy wouldn't be high enough. He'd be looking. No, down. He'd be down. it down. might yeah. be safer for I him. I dropped a change out. It might be safer for him to wheel down the sidewalk as opposed to taking the pothole infested street. That's true. That's you very know? true.
2: It's probably safer. I'm going to
1: say something about the pothole. Oh boy. They're terrible, oh!
2: But hmm. we do get them every year. This isn't new. This isn't new. No, you're correct. But the potholes are more visible as a result of the
1: poor street maintenance
2: plowing that we had. Which, again, it, we're an example. It's an example of. They hit slush, they freeze. Once they freeze, we all know how
1: it forms. I'm
0: just merely suggesting that there's nothing new about this. Listen to
3: this from the Tom Bernard show today on the family. I think that's his family podcast. Yeah, did you know in San Rafael, Argentina, they have jobs specifically to fill potholes with fire so you know what part of the road to avoid at night?
0: Wow. How God, what soon, a great idea.
3: How soon is that coming to St. Paul?
0: Because night, I don't even want to drive at night. You can't see it. Yeah,
2: us. and you've got to maintain your distance to see. All oh, I do is watch the terrible. road.
3: Yeah.
0: <sighs> I,
3: oh,
2: is it's
0: terrible. All I do. Does Tommy do two podcasts?
3: Yes. He, Tom is like you, man. He, he's got to
0: work. He's yeah. got to work. Alcoholic. Yep. Easy, Gotta work. Easy. If I had his money, I wouldn't be doing two podcasts. Uh, you probably do. No, I don't You'd know. be I, doing two podcasts I, I, if you
2: had what I had. What you I do got
1: about six bucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't have his two podcasts, and yeah. I don't work as hard as yeah. he does. Yeah. 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 Oh, you've got the family podcast. Yeah,
2: we kind of that hiatus. on hiatus. It's on hiatus. We couldn't get everybody together, and it's, it's just tough uh, to get guests. It's tough
0: to ring it up, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's tough to ring her up.
1: Yeah, you uh, bet. That yeah. Free labor. Ow. Oh,
3: right. what day yeah. is it? It's the tenth. It's too bad we don't do birthdays because I would wish my buddy Tyler Anderson, owner of Anderson Electric, a happy birthday.
2: But too bad.
0: Yeah. Too bad. Sorry, Ty. Tyler. Does he advertise with us? He does now. <laughs>
2: 59 60. (laughs) I I wish I I'm glad we don't do birthdays because I would wish my sister-in-law Laura a happy birthday, so I'm not going to. How about
0: Tell Laura I love her birthday? Shout out podcast. I
2: need her. That one and think of Laura but laugh. Nick said at Laura's funeral she's gonna play that.
0: The coolest thing I ever saw, I'm a little kid, I'm sitting in the in the caboose. Matamidi was so charming that we had a caboose. I love that. As the warming That's house. That's totally cool. And Ray Rowling, who played the major league, sat there by the stove. Yep. And taught you how to lace your skates. But one yeah. time, a, a senior who played for Matamidi came in, yep. sat down, and everybody knew who he was, and he looked at a kid sitting on a bench and said, you got a sister named Laura? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, tell Laura I love her. I love and her. I thought that was the coolest thing I'd
2: ever yeah. seen in my life. He hit the post on that too.
3: Have a good weekend. She yells.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Podmngaragelogic.com.